fighting tyranny. You're listening to Knights of the Storm. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Knights of the Storm. Today is Saturday, November 18th, 2023, and we have a very special guest in studio today. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce him, Angus? Yes, your, your uh, today we have from Forbidden Knowledge News, Mr. Chris Matthew. All How right. you doing, Chris? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to this conversation today. All right. Well, uh, hey, before we start, Chris, what we always do is we do a verse of the week because uh, a lot of our fans are uh, Christian based. So and we just kind of I try to make it something that kind of applies to either the show or what's happening, you know, geo geopolitically around the world. But I got this one. I'm going to go ahead and throw it up there and we'll we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, this comes from Colossians 2, 2 through 4. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and and united in love. Sorry, this font is always so weird. <laughs> so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. Mm -hmm. So the reason I picked that out is because of what you do. You kind of dig into knowledge. And I was doing a search on show me something about knowledge without wisdom. And, uh, you know, sometimes things seem a little little out there and we dig the knowledge up. But if we don't do anything with them, we kind of fall into a trap. But uh, you tend to like on a lot of your uh, your episodes you do, you kind of dig into what does that mean? And, and I think that's important that we don't just try to, to find things out, but find out how that applies to our daily lives. So um, go ahead. What, what do you guys think about it? I agree 100%. And that's my thing. I've always been beyond curious about the nature of reality. I've always asked why to the why, and I've questioned the questions and questioned the answers my whole life. And it's something, it's my passion that has just led me here. I admittedly was asleep for a very large portion of my life, probably from my teenage years to almost mid thirties. But I've been on an awakening journey for almost over 10 years now. And that is one of the most important things to me is not only finding the truth, but what's behind the truth. And there's always layers and layers and layers of reality to sift through. And it seems like the more I learn, the less I really know about the larger picture. And there's always more to unfold. So that's where I'm at. And that's what I try to bring. Exactly. Awesome. Hey, uh, Angus, you kind of do a similar show as well uh, called Event Horizon on your own. Uh, what do you think about all that? Angus, I think he's frozen up. I think Angus froze up. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll no, move I'm into... back. It's been okay. out here, but... Um... Okay. So, uh, no, I agree. I mean, it, I always say you, you can't close your mind to anything. You have to, you know, do the research. You can believe in, you know, one thing or another. And you, just because somebody doesn't believe in the same things as you doesn't make it wrong. You know, you can try to enlighten them to what, you know, your beliefs are, but still listen to other people. Don't just shut them out. 100%. And, and I think everything, like I was saying before the show, um, me being a spiritual guy, uh, I think everything can be, be quantified in the Bible. I don't think that just because let's say that, you know, you're watching a program on ghosts, let's say, right. Um, people say, Oh, that's, you know, that's evil or whatever. No, I mean, take a look in the Bible. There's, you know, examples of, of all kinds of stuff that you can kind of quantify it. Um, like you said, I don't shut my mind off to anything. I try to quantify it, of course. Uh, but that's, that's where we are. So um, I guess uh, I'll hand it over to you, Angus, if you want to kind of kick it off since, you know, you're the one that set this up. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off with an intro from Chris's show because some of us might not be familiar with your works. So uh, just a little 30 second or so intro. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's, you know, uh, one thing I like about your show, Chris, especially is you cover a wide range of topics and you listen to everybody. Um, I listen to it as much as I can. I like listening to it live. And uh, sometimes some of the stories I hear, I think a little bit out there, but it's entertainment. I mean, you know, it's I really enjoy it. It's, it's a great well, to me, to it's it is it is entertainment, but more so for me, it's I believe that everybody has a piece of the puzzle whether they come on and you agree with everything or you agree with very little there's always i believe some nugget of truth in what a guest has to bring and i leave it up to the audience to decipher of course i come to my own conclusions i don't always disclose those conclusions sometimes i do because it's always evolving it's always changing based on the information i have and I believe that some guests have experiences that they truly believe, and these experiences happen, they unfold in a way for them. But because each person interprets reality based on their own filter, based on their life experiences, based on their beliefs, etc., they are going to filter that experience if whether it's paranormal whether it's an alien abduction whether it's a military abduction spiritual experience they're going to filter that experience through their ex their own experience filter if you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's going to be interpreted that way by that person but it's impossible to be interpreted that same way by everyone else or possibly anyone else so I think that there's many people who are not lying about their experience. They're not making this up. They had a genuine experience. They're just interpreting it in a certain way that makes sense to them because it's through their reality filter, but it might not make any sense at all to anyone else. But if we take, say, a hundred of those experiences and we put them together, we might start to see a pattern with some of this stuff like i tend to do and it forms a larger picture of reality each person has a small piece of the puzzle you know and, and i will agree with that i actually said that on a uh, one of my episodes i think it was last week and i had made that same comment each one of us probably holds a different piece of this puzzle because there's so much stuff out there right now and we're all looking at it from a different perspective but if we start to piece it all together maybe that gives us the bigger picture awesome well so chris uh what got you started in this like how did you decide to start doing podcasting uh, oh it was i don't think it was my decision at all i was looking to do something a little different in the beginning but i really didn't know what i was being led to do i had always been creative my whole life artistic i'd always uh, i i went to film school i went to digital media school i uh digital graphics things like that and i for the longest time i wasn't doing anything with that uh, i had graduated from that trade school at like 2021 20, got married at a very early age fell asleep for years just fell into the daily grind of work go home go to sleep repeat uh, it was a very bad marriage that I was in. I was very unhappy during that whole time period. And it was about 2012, of, oddly enough, 2012, when I really started to wake up and start to become aware again. I had this amazing curiosity as a kid and almost in, into my teenage years, and it just stopped once I started hanging out with certain people, bad crowds, you know, getting into bad situations, fell asleep. Well, I start to wake up again, realize I'm in a horrible marriage, a horrible relationship. I, I start to take care of that. And then I just start to research and just look into everything and read books and watch YouTube videos. That was the golden age of YouTube around 2012. You could find anything. There was really 
no like censorship like there is now there wasn't the shadow banning all this stuff you could find some amazing things on youtube and i went down every rabbit hole possible i was just curious about the nature of reality in general everything and i not only started to read and go on youtube i started to a blog i started a blog i don't think it was originally called forbidden knowledge news it just eventually that title came out of it and people started listening. I mean, it became a rather popular Facebook blog. I picked up a few thousand uh, followers within a very short amount of time. And I'm like, okay, so I better get people. I better start talking to people that know more about these topics than myself because I bring a limited perspective. So I started reaching out to my favorite authors, researchers, people who were already in the realms of these these topics and deep in that research and i started reaching out and beautifully enough most of them were happy to talk to me i started doing a youtube channel instead of the blog i kind of shifted to just a youtube channel and with the interviews i used to do little news reports on uh, earth changes and weather and rather apocalyptic stuff i was kind of in a dark space when I first started, which I think a lot of people are when they start to wake up. They're just like, this is happening. And they want to try and tell everybody that the reptilians are trying to eat their children and all kind of crazy stuff. So I, I did focus on the negative for a while, but <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the Facebook blog eventually I had uh, eventually, I'm sorry, the YouTube channel. Eventually I had Charlie Robinson on. And it's because of Charlie. He's like, you need to do a podcast. You need to turn this in. That's where it's at. <clears throat> and this was like around 2000, early 2017. Podcasting had just started to really kind of pick up. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. He introduced me to my producer, my now producer, Corey Hughes, who's my business partner. He helped me get everything rolling with all of this stuff and the podcast became a podcast. It, it really started to take off, but I was in no place to make it a career. I was still working a full-time, full-time job. I was selling, uh, doing cellular sales and, uh, internet and things like that. And <clears throat> I was making good money. I was, you know, I was comfortable had really no reason to try and venture out of that job, except I hated it. it you know, I was, I was making good money, but I was ridiculously unhappy and depressed every day going to this job. I knew it wasn't for me. And the way everything unfolded and kind of propelled me to, to make this a career is very, it's its own story, which we can get to if you'd like. I had a very profound spiritual experience through meditation, made contact with my spirit guides, which I consider spirit guides are my higher self. And um, it's a, it's a level of my consciousness above my physical awareness. It's the level of my consciousness that is connected directly to source it's, or God. Uh, it, the level of my consciousness that that God information comes through. And I made contact with that and my ancestors, the spiritual entities that are with me from my incarnation that help me, guide me along. These are also some angelic beings, um, and they make sure I stay on the right track. They, During this meditative experience, they informed me that I had a great desire to do this as my life path, and I needed to, and I needed to quit my job take a leap of faith and start doing this. And that terrified me. It's like, no way can I do that. I was making less than a hundred bucks a month off the podcast. And that was it. How am I going to do any of that? And luckily I listened to my, my guides during these experiences. It was a meditative experience. The guides also instructed me different ways to grow my awareness, to explore my consciousness. I, like I said, luckily I listened to what they said. I moved. I, I was in Louisiana, South Louisiana, lived there most of my life. Incredibly unhappy there. I love my family there, but the, the, the state itself, it just has this dark energy, had to get out. <clears throat> so I took a leap of faith. I quit my job, took out my 401k and I just went to Colorado 
northern Colorado. For some reason, I always wanted to be near the mountains. That This area always kind of called to me. So I came out here, and I just started doing this show six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, just grinding it out. And it was terrifying, uh, you know, just living off my 401k. And it just, that started to diminish very fast over a year, you know, over a year, I didn't have much. And um, eventually we start to look at our revenue after the year or so mark of moving out here. And it's like, oh man, we can pay rent with this this month. This is incredible. You know, another month or two goes by, we can pay rent and eat and buy food. This is even more incredible. And it just, it got better and better until we realized, yes, this is, this is working. And we started doing other things. We started doing online conferences and then we decided to make it a network. We decided to bring on other podcasts and start featuring them and promoting them. And that's how basically everything unfolded and it just continues and, now I'm starting to make documentary films and uh, also will be uh, writing a book soon. So everything is, is incredibly synchronistic the way everything has happened. And the universe has led me on a path because I listened and I reached out and I wanted to connect to something. And I did. And uh, I'm grateful for it. And that's where I'm at right now. Hey, uh, you mentioned that you you doing documentaries now, and uh, I got this here. I pulled you up your website. This is your website, Forbidden Knowledge. News. Yes. Um, for, forbidden Knowledge dot news. That's it. So, is this your? This is your first. Yes, one? first documentary right there. Yeah, tell tell us about that. What's that about? And that's what you, you can go get that for what, like five bucks or something, right? Five bucks right now. We're got, yeah. we're in the process of uploading everything to film hub to get it on Amazon, but it's this pain in the ass. So it may take a little bit, but <clears throat> that's working in the process. You can get it right now from that website, forbidden knowledge news for $5. The documentary is something that it came out of a vision that I had, and it was just supposed to be really, one film about all the topics I cover and kind of, I was going to try and smash it all together, but I figured, no, that's too much. I can't do that. I got to break this up into different films. Then I decided, okay, it's going to be 30 minute episodes. I'm going to start filming 30, 30, 30. So I decided to start it like that. Went out. Uh, and I also said, all right, let's start with something that we're very close to our heart. Something that we know. <clears throat> I grew up in Louisiana. Louisiana is incredibly haunted and crazy and has got some incredible history and energy. So I was like, let's do our first documentary about Louisiana and all the hidden aspects. So I took a trip back home to Louisiana, um, April last, this past April and started filming and, uh, started doing interviews and going to fantastic locations and we covered everything from hidden Mardi, hidden Mardi Gras history to the mob and CIA involvement with the JFK assassination and how that plot unfolded in New Orleans. We got insights from certain street psychics. We went into this gentleman's experiences. Scott Pace is an incredible gentleman. He uh, had some incredible encounters ongoing with starting with Bigfoot and Dogman, and it evolved into extraterrestrial encounters. We went into the history of voodoo and slavery and Marie Laveau, who was um, a very prominent character during that time period, who, who was the voodoo priestess, very supposedly very powerful voodoo priestess. And we went into the history of pirates, including Jean Lafitte and his involvement with our local government and certain dirty dealings and all kinds of incredible things about that, all the way up to different paranormal and metaphysical happenings and, and occurrences in Louisiana. So that's what that's about. And we were going to make it three 30 minute episodes, but we realized that it's incredibly difficult to do that. If we're, especially if we're going to do 
be putting it on Amazon and streaming platforms. So we decided make it one 90 minute film. And that's what we did. We took those three episodes, we put them together into a 90 minute film and that's what we're going to continue to do each area that we go explore. We're going to make that into one 90 minute film. This one was Louisiana. The next we're probably either going to it. We're, it's a matchup, right? It depends on what happens. We're either going to Utah, New Mexico and parts of Colorado, to explore the extraterrestrial phenomena, spirituality, talk with natives, things like that. Or we're going to be heading to the southeast, Florida, Georgia. Um, there's a couple of other places in that area that we want to that we want to go to. So it really just depends on where everything falls, but yeah, that's what's happening with the documentary, and I'm I'm really stoked and happy about what we got so far. Nice, nice. Um, down, down you said southeast. Are you going to be doing like paranormal? I know I, I was down there. My last duty station was um, was down in Georgia, and mm. Savannah. They got haunted tours, and supposedly yeah. like the most haunted place in America. That's so. where my girlfriend's from. So that's that's the idea. We're gonna uh, go and check out the paranormal stuff they've got some uh, we're gonna try and get to florida too because they've got some old world kind of tartaria or atlantis hidden stuff there so we'll see what happens yeah i've noticed that uh when it comes to like places where people consider it to be haunted it seems to be tied a lot with slavery to mm -hmm. be honest with you if you look at those states and, and even in southern illinois there was a, a place it was called uh the old slave house or something's what we called it. And we used to go there in field trips and up in the attic, they had like these, it was divided down the sides and they had little cages and that's where they would, you know, they'd bring the slaves in and then auction them there. And they even mm -hmm. had a, a tree where they, you know, this big Oak tree. It was like the oldest one in Illinois until they ended up, ended up having to cut it down. Um, but that's where they would hang, you know, disobedient slaves. And that place I've just, it's just something I've noticed that if you look at really, really haunted places, they tend to be in those slave States, um, where people were really mistreated. Mm -hmm. So I was, and, um, up here in, in new England, my aunt had a house that a farmhouse that was part of the underground railroad. Mm. So there was slaves, you know, slaves on the run living in the walls. And that house was spooky and they could, you know, they could go on for hours with stories of what happened in that house. Unfortunately, the house has been destroyed since then, but um, mm -hmm. they're trying to put it on as a historical landmark, but it never happened. Yeah, I, I think that, excuse me, tragic events leave these energetic imprints and it's not necessarily something that has an immediate intelligence or can interact with you in a real time. Sometimes it's just a replay of the traumatic events that unfolded before. Sometimes, you know, you like, as for example, in these plantations, you'll be outside in the yard. You talked about the trees. People will see humans hanging from the trees and people will see the, you know, the, the spirit of some, woman walking down the stairs repeatedly in the same way they'll be seeing the ghost of a child running around doing the same thing on repeat and not all i don't think all hauntings are that i think there, there's different way so many different types of paranormal phenomena that it's connected in some way but it's actually very different in many ways but yeah, I think that a lot of the what we consider these um, hauntings is residual energy that just keeps manifesting and replaying. Uh, and th that gets into a lot of interesting territories. I was uh, speaking with a few guests about this recently. How, say you're, you have a poltergeist situation. You and your girlfriend are, are moved into a house. And it's maybe it's an old house, maybe it's a new house, doesn't really matter. And all of a sudden, things start to maybe move around. You get cups moving, doors slamming, lights flickering, things like that. And of course, you're going to think it's a ghost. But in reality, it could be that one of the couple, one of the individuals in the relationship, has extremely attuned psychic abilities extremely connected to 
to this energy that surrounds us at all time and can manipulate it, but does not realize it. They don't understand that it's them moving the cup. Say the, the couple gets in an argument and there's some high energy in there and then lights start flickering and things start moving. Well, it could be that one of those folks in the relationship has very powerful psychic abilities and is causing this themselves. And what happens is when they believe it's a ghost, they cause other problems because that's when thought forms come in. And if you'd like, we can get into thought forms. I've been do, I've been looking into this quite a lot lately. And I think a lot of what we deal with, with the unexplained, with paranormal, is our collective energy that we put out there based on our beliefs, based on our thoughts. If a million people start to believe in aliens, well, we might start seeing aliens. If you know, a million plus people start seeing Bigfoot or, or believing in Bigfoot or they, they become open to it, you'll probably see a lot more Bigfoots. So I think this is a very interesting part of our reality that it's that I'm starting to get glimpses of and see how it unfolds. And I'll give you an example with Scott Pace from my documentary. <clears throat> He's out in his uh, hunting blind one day, South Louisiana. He's hunting deer, and he sees something in the distance. I'm not sure how far. I don't remember exactly how far it was. He looks through his rifle scope. He sees a Bigfoot. He sees like an eight-foot-tall, hairy man covered in hair, black hair, black skin. And he senses there's something else there. He pans his rifle over to the left, and he sees a seven- or eight-foot-tall lycanthrope, a dog man, a werewolf. And they start telepathically communicating to him. They, you know, the werewolf, the dog man says, you better stop, uh, put that gun down or I'm going to go there and kill you. Bigfoot communicates. No, he's not trying to kill us. He's just looking at us. Scott doesn't know what to do. So he just tries thinking towards them. No, I'm not. I'm just looking at you. Here's another voice says, get out of here. So he hauls tail out of there. And he looks back and there's like four or five very tall, hairy beings seemingly that are following him out of this area. And that was just the beginning of everything. It seems like when he had that experience, his, his perception cracked open. He started to believe that these beings existed. And then all hell broke loose literally around his house. He started getting visitors. He started having intruders in his house. Things were moving around. He'd see, he'd look out his window and see eyes peeking in very big, tall eyes. And he'd start getting gifts from these creatures. And he decided to, to embrace it and start communicating with them. He is a very devout Christian, and he would go out to his, his woodland areas with his Bible, and he'd start quoting scripture to these beings. And they enjoyed it, and he, he uh, formed this relationship. Now, the only time he met the dog, the dog being was one time, and that was the first time he never encountered it again. The rest, he believes, are these Sasquatch, or what he calls forest people, that seem to be very benevolent, loving like he said, he would go quote scriptures to them. He would sit in the woods and just telepathically communicate with these beings, uh, talk about God, things like that. And they seemed to have a connection to God. And it was very, very fascinating the way things unfolded. But then eventually he starts having missing time and he starts waking up with memories of being surrounded by different beings or being escorted somewhere by a seven or eight foot tall mantis insectoid or a gray extraterrestrial being. That's when it gets kind of extremely weird. And this is the area that is so hard to understand and explain to people what is happening. It's something apparently happening in our consciousness because these all-encompassing events that he's experiencing are only happening when he's having missing time or sleeping. The other times, he might get a glimpse of these beings. He doesn't see them all the time. He might see a shadow. 
He might see a quick flash of them. He will sense they're there, but they never really in all encompass show up and, you know, hang out with him and have a cup of tea during his waking hours, during his uh, waking awareness when he's actually interacting with them. On the other hand, when he's in his sleep state or he has missing time, or he's, you know, maybe he's in a daze or I don't think he meditates, but he, when he's in an altered state of consciousness, which he doesn't do drugs either, he doesn't drink either. But when he's sleeping, I think that's the best example. <clears throat> he will have these, it's not dreams, he says. He says he can tell the difference between his dreams. And there, there'll be some times where he will be like in the middle of church or something. And he'll have an hour or two of missing time and then he'll realize he's home. And he doesn't know what happened in those two hours, but then he'll have a memory. He'll have a recall of being with these beings. And the only thing that I can put together about all of that at this moment, and I could be wrong, I may have a, a sliver of truth, is that all of this is unfolding in our individual consciousness. That that our reality, that all these beings, all these mythical creatures, all these extraterrestrials, all the Bigfoots, not to say that they're not real, but possibly we created them. And we've been creating them since the dawn of man, since we could think. That's how powerful we are with our thoughts and creations, that we created all of this paranormal stuff. And now it's like our thought forms are out there and they're running amok. They just forming their own reality now. So we formed this new layer of reality based on our energy, based on our thoughts. And that layer of reality took on a life of itself and now is just multiplying into everything that we could ever imagine because we imagined it. And we thought about it. So it's starting to unfold that way and interact with people. And as we enter these extremely strange times where the news is admitting there are extraterrestrials and they're showing UFOs and people are starting to film more crazy experiences, paranormal things, more people are talking about it for sure. Possibly we will start to collectively see and experience more of it. I know I have. So that's just where I'm at with all that now. I know it's a lot. <laughs> well, you know, thinking about that, uh, it brings to mind the Mandela effect. Okay. If enough people believe something, it's, it's like it happened. And I, I've been uh, a victim of the Mandela effect, you know, remembering, uh, oh, this guy was in this movie. I think it was was it Shaq or something that was one of the yeah. mandela effect things i i could swear i've seen the movie um maybe it's because somebody was mistaken and they talked about it and other people talked about it and come to find out i'm not the only one mm. that thinks that and uh you know uh, as far as the aliens and stuff go actually levi from narrow way narrow gates he says that they're uh fallen angels uh trying to hide their identity that's kind of where i fall in on that because i'm a biblical guy but um uh, anyway, I, I wanted to get to the UFO stuff next because it's a good segue. But uh, Angus, what did you have? But no, so it's like um, you were talking about collective manifestation. Mm -hmm. So if somebody starts thinking, oh, you know, Dogman, because suddenly Dogman kind of came from out of nowhere, from what I remember in the past couple of years. So yeah. one person says they saw it. Now everybody starts thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And does our energy pull that through from another dimension, another reality or something? There's a bunch of them. Um, I forget the other ones, but a bunch of uh, cryptids that people say that it's collective manifestation that they're brought through through our consciousness. It's also our power suggestion. Well, here's an interesting one. This one I've heard it. I you have to, I consider it. What if we we are in a simulation right now? We created this simulation, but outside of it, there is this whole reality where these things just walk around, we interact with them, aliens are hanging out. It's just a, a free for all of beings outside of this simulation. But we want to maybe learn or grow a different type of experience. We want to maybe uh, enhance our, our ability to love and have empathy and have a human experience. So we project ourselves into this simulation where we wipe our memory of all the stuff on the outside 
but this the the memories are maybe these these yeah the it, probably these memories start seeping through at some point and that's where we start creating the reality based on our true memories of what's outside of the simulation i think that's just something fun to consider <laughs> right on. i i think bigfoot has a podcast right now and there's three yeah. bigfoot sitting around talking right about on. people are in a, humans are in an alter alter, alter reality you know yeah. another dimension i, I, I think I believe- i've seen one <laughs> I believe that there there could be a Bigfoot. Like I, I don't even discount it because we find new um, species of stuff all the time. Mm. It could be that there, you know, there's not a lot of them. Maybe they're near extinction. Um, you know, I don't think they're they're like human. They're like an animal because you know, even going back into the Bible, you had uh, you know you have us, but then you had other creatures as well. Uh, we have apes and chimpanzees that are humanoid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I I would believe. Uh, if somebody came and brought me a Bigfoot, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. You found one. Um, yeah, it, it seems that it could be like a lost humanoid. It's something that's always been here, but because it's been in nature, it learned to adapt extremely well. It right. learned to use its connection to nature, and it learned to enhance its psychic abilities and consciousness abilities because it spent so much time in nature with e with the other sasquatch people and they have this profound knowledge of how to manipulate matter probably because they're like forest sorcerers but they're they're just older humanoids that have always been here that never um kind of uh, integrated into this type of reality so that's why they have all these abilities that's kind of where i'm at with that one Angus says Donald Trump isn't real in the chat. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, the UFO. So you said that might be your next documentary. Um, I actually wanted to ask about that uh, uh, to start off, but we changed the name to UAP now. Mm. Um, I think I got a, it's been redefined. And I think, you know, in my mind, there's two reasons for that. One is uh, so they can squash all the old FOIA requests they've been stalling on. Because now it's not a UFO anymore. So, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any UFOs. The other is they, they started admitting it. Now, I don't know what the purpose of that is. Is this uh, is it hidden tech? Uh, is it not real and it's a PSYOP? Um, I think that they've done that. Uh, they changed it so that, that they say, okay, yes, we've been seeing these UAPs. Well, that removes it from UFO and that removes, that lets them admit to it and kind of distance themselves from the lying. Because that's one thing we know. They're either lying now or they were lying then. Mm -hmm. so that's what i take away from it so what's your thoughts on ufos like are they even real are they Mm. demons that are manifesting are they like what are they you know yeah i think that there's some there's much more than we would ever know at this point uh, to the reality of ufos and i have about a dozen different (laughs) possible theories about what aliens and ufos are we'll start with the one that I just discussed, say that we are creating all of this with our minds. Well, that, that would be irrelevant at this point because we've been creating it since the beginning of time. So it's just there. It's an existing thing. The thought forms are the aliens. They're out there. Whether we created them or not, there's something out there. And there's an intelligence. And whether it is physical flesh and blood beings or energetic intelligences non-corporeal could be both uh, i consider everything but there is something interacting with humanity and it has been for a long time and it's attempting to lead us in different directions there is a force that's leading humanity into a technological age that is forcing us to worship science blindly in technology and become integrated into this hive mind Borg society where we are part of the machine. The machine is part of us. Spirituality is zip gone because we are now just worshiping the shit's all about data and information. And that's it. That's what we become is just like these hive machines. That's what this side of this energy is trying to lead people, the technological age. There's an energy that came along sometime in human history into someone's mind, the download 
and they said, hey, it'd be a good idea if we make this technology because it'd make human, our life so much easier if we had this. And if you notice, it was around the time of World War II and after that, we really started just booming with our, our technology. And I think that it's there's some truth to that there were channelers uh, hit, that Hitler was utilizing <clears throat> to try and access information about advanced technologies. And they were given the information. And I think that's what happened with a lot of these occultists during that time period and earlier is they were connecting to some of this stuff. They were connecting to this technological energy, this, I like to call it an aromonic energy that is trying to alter humanity into that way. And they had many of different dark adepts that were connecting to this. You can say Aleister Crowley was probably one of the most prominent one of those. Uh, and, you know, you, you fast forward to what's happened with Project Paperclip and NASA and Parsons and all the occult rituals that went on to form our our NASA and our space program. So that tells you right there that occultists formed our space program. And that space is probably not at all what we think it is. It's usually every reality is inverted when it comes to this stuff. So aliens... I do not really, it doesn't resonate with me that they're coming from different planets. I don't think space is what we think it is. I don't think we can get off this planet. I don't think we can get off this planet with a rocket. I think that what we're dealing with is something that is in a reality, just in a different layer that we can't perceive. I think that there are beings all around us at all times, just beyond our perception that are interacting with us. And that's what I think the extraterrestrials are, whether we created them as a thought form or they were always here and they're always, I do subscribe to that. These are more of a demonic energy. These are, I would call them demons in a sense that are trying to lead us into that technological age. I think anybody that connects with that energy that wants them to be in Silicon Valley and go to Burning Man and make the next micro trip that'll go in your brain. Those folks are connecting to something they that's wrong that we we shouldn't be connecting with that. But on the other hand, there are people like myself that are connecting to something natural that want us to lead us more down the natural path that want us to reform ourselves to become more spiritual to connect to God again to connect to Source. There is this energy that is working on that side of people. So we're in a spiritual war. And that's all, I believe that's everything. That's the answer to all of this. That there are entities that are working for the dark side, leading us to this technological slave age. And there are entities on the light side that are trying to stop that and keep us and bring us back to the the age of of god if you will of of true spiritual awareness and that's the way i see aliens man uh at this point uh you know going back to the theme of our show which is knowledge without wisdom is is not a good thing right <laughs> um and i and i told you i'm a spiritual guy I, I believe in the bible i believe in god and in jesus and you know there's a there's satan and there's demons and stuff i believe in all that mm -hmm. and you know how do you quantify that when you look at things like what, what we're looking at and you're looking at science, well, I think that the, it doesn't necessarily say that, well, you, you know, religion is, doesn't, is not right because you're talking about a force that's driving people. Um, somehow they're receiving information and it's driving them towards uh, technocracy, mm -hmm. which is a way that's, it's not natural. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to worship uh, something that has no soul, uh, mm -hmm. uh, an AI, if you will. Yeah. And then you're going to connect with it. And that's where your life is going to be. Um, and then you have something else, which I would call God, mm -hmm. um, that's trying to reach out and get you to go the other direction. So just for people out there, you know, if you want to research this stuff, just, you know, know that you, you know, you could research this and still believe in the Bible if you're a Christian. 100%. Like um, so, yeah, I kind of like that. I'm 
on board with you. Maybe we label things differently, but I, I exactly agree with uh, trying to go in two different directions. So, yeah, it's all about our interpretations. I think that the Bible is ultimate truth, but it's misinterpreted by certain folks and the church has demonized and inverted some of the concepts in there. And that's why people are so confused, especially in the church community, especially people who are using the Bible as justification for violence, wars, uh, any type of negative human behavior, things like that. So, it, it, it's all based on our personal filter, just like the, the paranormal experiences. We, it's based on our understanding how much we can, how willing we are to explore all these aspects and putting, put everything together. Because for me, it all comes back to God. It all comes back to spirituality. That is the key to everything. And that's, I've come to this conclusion because I've went and looked at all the angles possible. And that's the one that resonates and makes sense yes what do you got no i'm just listening i'm enjoying this okay I mean, you know, it's uh hey uh you want to give a shout out and i have, have spoken and and every time i learn more and more from them so hey you want to give shout outs real quick i'm going to pull up on the screen that link you sent me yeah uh, we got can... um levi from narrow gate narrow gate ministries we have uh ann is in the chat and harps of course, Harps there, Audi, Modern Retro Radio. Who else did it? Little John was in there earlier. Pat the Plumber's in there. Who else did I see earlier? We had Guard Goldsmith was in there. The busiest man in, in uh, uh Tom or sorry, Pat Pat the Plumber was in there. Um yeah. he's known as Dad Guy. He left us a tip. Thank you for that, Pat. I hope oh, yeah, he had to take go. off, but I hope he listens to this later. Then we got MJ Nichols, way cool Snoopy's in there. Yeah, Hobbit 52 just popped in. Uh, did you get Ann? Ann's in yep. there. Ann's in there. And uh, Nancy, oh, Little yeah, John. Nancy. I don't know if you... Yeah, I got yeah. Little John. Yeah, quite a few watching and uh, a lot of chat going on. That's good. You know, this is stuff. Yeah, we Mr. Talk Chris about. Graves, too. Can't forget about oh, yeah. Mr. Chris Graves is in there. Yep, yeah. But yeah, this is where. Uh, he actually sent me angus sent me the link in the side chat here uh this is where you can actually go purchase this is at buy me a coffee is that where you prefer people to go to get it yeah or? yeah the the from our website it should be on the main page but that is the direct link yes to download the film so if people just click that it'll bring them directly to uh the buy me a Co the the page where we're selling the uh the film buy me a coffee and they can just download the film there and start watching yeah, and I noticed your website here. You kind of do something similar to what we do. You have you guys cross promote each other. Yes, that's the Forbidden Knowledge Network. These are all podcasts that we actually produce, except for okay. Legit Bat. Legit Bat, we have a special partnership with. We feature their stuff, and they give us certain episodes and things like that. But all the other podcasts, we actually we um, we have our own account for multi-podcasts so on our spreaker who uh, we use spreaker to broadcast uh, we have sp spots for infinite podcasts uh, my producer set up that a long time ago he used to have a bitcoin network where he did a bunch of bitcoin podcasts and they failed miserably unfortunately and that's when he's like well let's try some weird stuff paranormal maybe that'll work and it worked. So, uh, yeah. So we just started getting other, other people started coming to us. Hey, we want to start a podcast. Can you set us up? Yep. We set up their podcast and we just advertise for them. And, you know, um, it, it, by the way, if that's something anyone is interested in, we still are doing this. We have a few other spots for podcast. We build your podcast. We put it out there. There is no charge for this. We take 25% of all the earnings from your revenue and everything else is free. You keep the rest. So if anyone is interested in doing that, come on over. We'll set up your podcast. All right. We're working to get a hold of you to do that. You get a email on the website here or anything yeah forbidden knowledge news at gmail.com excellent excellent so we we kind of do something similar we've got a group of friends but we're like more decentralized where everyone does their own mm -hmm. their own thing and we're oh, everybody really does their own thing because once we set it up for them after it's set mm -hmm. up we're like you take over you it's your thing you know so that's pretty it, cool yeah <clears throat> 
All right. What else? We're going to run short on time here. If we go a little bit over, is that okay? Well, of course. Okay. I don't know how much time you got, but I wanted to yeah, let people good. know. Uh, let's get the plug out of the way. Um, get this back on screen. So you have, and this is where I watch you. I actually watch you on FN or FKN Plus. That's on mm. Rockfin. Yeah. And uh, most of the people who, you know, listen or watch our programs, we all kind of met on Rockfin, mm. you know, uh, and, um, you got those you got some premium content but a lot of it out here is free yes and uh, we try to keep most of it free yeah um well i know uh rockfin has a requirement uh depending on when your account started that you have to do some premium yeah right, right yeah but fortunately most of the folks who you know listen to us they already have premium accounts but if you don't and you wanted to get the premium account you also get the other people's premium yes. stuff as well and then i didn't know this till this morning but you're on rumble as well Oh yeah, Rumble. yeah. I had no clue. love Rumble. Yeah, quite a few followers as well. Yeah, and we actually just signed up. For, well, we just started posting to Rumble about five or six months ago. So we're very happy with the uh, the amount of people that found us on there so far. Yeah, I I find your stuff fascinating. Um, like uh, like you said, you don't have to agree with everything. Um, it's just it's interesting to hear stories and then get some of the science behind it. Uh, you know, I think having discernment or uh, wisdom on, on what you do with that is kind of important. Yes. But, you know, like Angus was saying, looking at things, if you look at things from one direction, it's a 2D, it's a 2D thing. If you look at it from multiple directions, you're getting that 3D picture. So, but you got to have the discernment. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. And that is something that was a... Wow, that was a learning experience for me. Like I said in the beginning, I wanted to go out and shout everything that I was coming across to the world, and it got me in trouble. I lost friends. People thought I was crazy. My family thought I was crazy for a while. So I quickly learned that you can't do that. You just have to, you have to present the information, but not necessarily to any specific person. Just put it out there, and if they want to find it, they will come and find it. And that's the way that we have to kind of plant seeds is you can't force anybody because that's going to just backfire on you. Cognitive dissonance is such a powerful thing. People, do, if they're not ready to hear something, they won't hear it. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a big lesson for me. And um, it brought a lot of... Uh, there was a, a period where it was uh, it was very dark, and like I said, where I was focusing on a lot of the negative, a lot of the um, apocalyptic possibilities that were happening. But eventually, I just realized that um, that was actually harming me more than than anything as well, and I had to shift my focus and that's when the spirituality came in. That's when the meditation came in. That's when my connection to source came in and it led me to where I no longer give a, a damn about any of that stuff. I do, I, you know, I, I focus on my, my family, my career, where I'm going. I enjoy the progress I made. I live life to the fullest. I, I communicate with God and this is what, this is what I'm focusing on now. And I'm, I'm exploring my own consciousness. I am trying to better everything I do, healing trauma, all this stuff. I'm working on me and my immediate people and, and in my life. And this is what has served me and what has gotten me to where I'm at now. And, to a point where I, I feel really good about everything and it's, it, I'm going to continue to head in that direction. And I think that's what people need to connect to is something that really makes them happy and feel good and know that they're doing something that's on their path. I think we all have like this alt, this optimal path that we could be on. And the whole idea is trying to get as close to that optimal path as possible. Well, that's, that's what I find, too, you know, in these times that we live in, it's constant war, constant fear, constant this, and that's that frequency they have us at now. Everybody's yeah. waiting for that next shoe to drop, and man, you just got to take a break from it, step away from <laughs> it for a little bit. And, yeah. And yeah. There's, 
there's another thing too is you know so what i normally cover i, I normally cover what's going on in, in the you know terra firma like as angry tiger would say you know what's going on in the world um and i look at globalism i look at technocracy you know where they want us to go they want to hurt us into a 15-minute city um there's a lot of deception out there a lot of lies uh, a lot of predictive programming that was one of the topics i wanted to talk about but we'll save that for another time um too much to talk about <laughs> but th that's what i like to peel apart but i found out number one you can't let it destroy you um and then you know i always say you can't give it to people with a with a fire hose you got to start with the garden <laughs> hose yeah. And then we got to also do that to ourselves as well, um, where we, you know, sometimes I'm in the middle of a story and I'll go down rabbit holes and it becomes such a massive, you know, you want to try and put it in context and big picture. But sometimes you got to start with the little picture, build on that and then bring that all together in the future. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I don't know, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah, 100 percent, man. Yeah, you got to. You got to focus on what makes your soul grow, what makes you want to wake up in the morning, what motivates you to wake up in the morning and not just wake up in the morning, wake up with a smile on your face, wake up excited to face the day. And it's possible. So many people during this day and age dread waking up and going to work and they feel like they're in this, this slave system where they're forced to go do something they don't want to do just so they can put food in their family's mouth and have a roof over their head but that's not the way it's supposed to be we should be enjoying ourselves in what we do we should be creating we should be assisting we should be teaching we should be doing things that we know we have inside ourselves our god-given talents everybody has them everybody has this at least this one thing that they can offer the the planet and that they could easily use to get by what i mean is as a source of of revenue as a source of living we all need because this is a material world and unfortunately it runs off of money and that's the only way that we can eat and, and live we have to transmute our works our energies our talents into something that can not only produce the the money that we can live but can also produce the energy that makes us happy and those around us happy so and that all falls into place once we connect with that energy and we we see the path that we're supposed to be on nice hey angus uh, brought this up and i want to share it with everybody so this is a trailer for your documentary right on rock yeah Fan. yeah and that Okay, so if anybody needs the the link to it's it's on your um, is that on your actual channel? I didn't see that when I was scrolling through. Yeah, your... it, it, that's actually on uh, Forbidden Knowledge News channel. Okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I'm actually gonna watch this. Um, right on. I guess when we're done, <laughs> but let me go go ahead and we'll get us out of here. Uh, let me do some plug and then we'll do final thoughts and we'll wrap it up. Sure. Um, so you got you know where to find us. This is Knights of the Storm. This is our website. And these are all the people that uh, we like to promote. Um, and you got Angus here has Event Horizon. Uh, but yeah, I don't make any money on this website. This is just to be a useful tool for folks. Um, tell us about your Event Horizon, Angus. What's that all about? Yeah, it's just about um, nonsensical stuff, usually. Um, time travel, a little bit of paranormal interviews with folks like Chris and... Uh, Last week we did the Veterans Day. You were there for that. And um, just take people's minds off of the stuff that we go through every day. Just something different to do. Right on. And then we got the Free World. I got to always mention this. Freeworld.fm is already launched. Um, we're not streaming on there yet, but we will be. And then my other show, The Foxhole, will be on there. Angry Tiger's already on there. Tiger Tales. Um, he's, uh, Chris, he's one of the guys that started this show with us a, a year ago. Um, but we've all branched off now and doing our own kind of like niche things. And then again, make sure you go check out a forbidden knowledge news. Um, I watch on rumble, not rumble Rockfin. I'll probably start watching on rumble though. Cause I like the chat in rumble. Um, and then what else do we got? We got, Oh yeah. And, and our friends here, we got, uh, America unplugged, which is Tony Arterburn, Don Jeffries and Billy Ray Valentine. These three guys that's going to be coming on in one hour from now so make sure you check that out 
on i think they're on rumble now aren't they angus yes yep yeah so they're on rumble usually on rumble but i like the rock fin because i know the people in the chat there for that one and uh what am i missing let, angus anything let us not forget um modern retro radio with our friend oh Harvey. that's right uh, yes and he's in the modern retro radio which i have up here somewhere or i thought i did maybe i don't want to hear different music constantly not the same songs over and over again i mean it's a wide variety of music and uh it's a great channel to listen to yeah and we actually uh angus you you did uh interview with them i've done an interview with them and so it's usually uh, no, I've, done, I, I've done a show for them um which is coming up possibly next friday i believe it's uh nice. covers versus originals oh nice that'll be awesome all right well uh i guess that's all for the plug in and let's do final thoughts uh we'll let chris go first oh final thoughts well First, I want to say thank you guys so much for, for having me on. It's really nice to be on the, the other side of the, the conversation every once in a while and get my thoughts and opinions out there. So thank you so much. And I just uh, wanted to, I guess, reinforce to people that they should be, they should be happy, that everybody deserves to be happy. Everybody deserves to have the best in their own lives and everybody has the ability to achieve that everybody has the ability to find their ultimate path all they have to do is focus on it and and keep that focus because one of the most important things to realize is that we forget easily that this spiritual journey is about remembering remembering who we are remembering where we came from remembering our duty, remembering our spiritual mission. But because of the nature of this reality, we forget. It makes us forget. There, Everything that we're surrounded by in this material world is designed to make us forget who we are and get us focused and drawn into this material world and entice us with these material things. But if we can, if we can alter our perception enough naturally to where that we can connect to the spiritual side and connect outside of this material reality we can find that path and i think that uh, for me i asked god i asked my spirit guides to show me and that's what happened i really in my heart wanted it without fear and that's another thing the fear is a, an inhibitor it prevents everything if you are afraid then it won't happen so it's easier said than done but we've got it you've got to lose the fear of what you're trying to do lose fear there's nothing to be afraid of i mean we are infinite energy we will continue to exist forever we've always existed we always will in one different form or another so we're not going anywhere and there's nothing to fear so if you lose that then you might be able to connect to something that you were looking for and that could really benefit you and that'll be it for me all right excellent angus no i mean you have to find something that makes you happy you can't live down in the dirt and the mud all the time, just getting beaten up by the news and the fear of what's going to happen at the next, you know, the next time you wake up, what, what's the world going to be like? Find something that makes you happy. I think most of us do. Everybody's got some hobby. Enjoy it. Do it. And, mm. and just take your mind off of stuff. Excellent. Well, I think for me, it's, uh, you know, going back to the theme, which is knowledge without uh, wisdom. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there to distract us. Uh, to distract us to go in that one direction you talk about for me it's the bible um it's if i get wrapped up in stuff and i don't use discernment it takes me away from going the, the good route which is you know and being happy which is what god wants for me so that that's what it is for me um i know it's other people don't necessarily believe what i believe but that's that's what it is and i don't think there's anything wrong with exploring some of this uh fringe stuff because you know it's it's out there so there's got to be something to it uh, but, you know, I, I try to keep it in perspective and uh, try to quantify that with what the Bible says as much as possible. But um, anyway, I guess that's it. So let's get out of here. Uh, I want to thank you so much. Everybody in chat, thank you for, for hanging out and uh, good conversations going on there. And thank you so much, Chris, for coming out. 
um you you know you can come on anytime you want this was a fascinating conversation we only hit about two of the topics of the five that (laughs) i I want to pick your brain on but maybe we could do this again sometime oh yeah anytime man excellent all right so everybody out there out to uh i miss raul in the chat he's uh my co-host on event horizon and uh he's actually working so Uh oh not supposed to be listening while you're working All right, all. Well, hey, make sure to keep your armor tight and your sword sharp. And until next time.